I'm Mark, we're talking to you uh, from a car in Western Australia, in Perth. So um, yep, I hope the quality is going to be okay um, for all the listeners. Um, we're sort of restricted when Mark's on the move, um, which is most of the time, um, on how good the Australian um, internet is. And most of the time, of course, it fails miserably. So our apologies, it's not technology, it's just our limitations with the internet reception. So um, Mark, this week's uh, podcast is all about slow horses or horses that stop, how we can get them moving again. And of course, you're going to enlighten us like you always do on, on the reasons why they are like this, I'm sure. Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions, in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. The first question for you is from Simone. She has a six-year-old gelding who will not budge when he's eating grass. So it doesn't matter how much pressure she puts on or what flag she uses to make him come forwards. What he'll just do is plonk his feet, brace himself, and if anything, he'll go backwards. She's tried to sort of ask using short backwards and forwards movements to break his thoughts, but she feels like she's at stalemate. Have you got any advice for her, please? Sorry, was that is that riding or on the ground? She doesn't actually say, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, we always look at the problem that we have when it's a big problem. Uh, so either way, if it was riding or leading it's it's not really going to matter which which what which one it is i suppose um because i'm not really going to necessarily tell you how to fix it when it's happening no sometimes you have to fix it when it's happening um is the power of your guidance has to be strong um in the sense that when you pick up a lead rope the horse knows how to follow it and the horse understands it and doesn't block it out when you put the feel of your legs on or the rein on, the horse can follow that feel and understand it. Um, so if you look at most horses that have strong thoughts, um, so I don't want to go over there or um, I don't want to eat grass, the power of persuasion is kind of the key in a sense. But you might find your horse is a little bit dull when there's no grass. So when you pick up a lead, the horse is kind of going humbug, walking along. And, or you, when you do something, there's no, there's not enough sort of sharpness and awareness and response to that thing that you're asking. And um, so what happens is when the horse has a strong thought, because it's been kind of blocking out when it didn't have a strong thought anyway and it was sort of dull and a bit resistant, then when you get to a strong thought, well, you can't break through that strong thought. The horse just pushes through pressure. So we came across that just with a with a little horse just last night. Um, and I'm going to explain it in a float loading situation because it's usually telling a story about, you know, what I saw at the clinic. So the lady had made good progress with this little Brumby, but he's a very stoic little Brumby and he kind of, he kind of blocks out a certain amount. And I sort of tried to make her aware in the riding that, she has to sort of maybe 
uh, wake him up a little bit more, um, be a little bit more insistent when she asks a question and, and increasing the rain speed, getting him to respond to that uh, because she had a certain, you know, habit that he got used to. So he was always giving her sort of mediocre response. And though he was kind of getting better than he used to be and going along and doing a lot more things, you can see that he was kind of still walking through a bit of sticky mud, you know, in the way he moved and the way he was thinking and everything had like a bit of a delayed response, a bit like, you know, a podcast with bad Australian, you know, internet quality. Um, so the delayed response was just kind of like really clear in him. So when we get to the horse float, he just shuts out and goes, la, 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 la because he has a strong thought. And that's kind of what's happening with your horse and the grass possibly. I'm not, I'd say if your horse is that adamant that it's gonna pull and eat grass and hold its head down, then technically it's not It's not soft enough in that lead. It's not, um, so, so what you wanna do is go away from the grass, uh, work it somewhere without grass and try and figure out how awake and aware your horse is, how aware of you it is, how aware, how aware it is of the length of the lead rope, where the lead rope is, if it's hanging, if it's moving, all that sort of stuff, where's its thoughts. Uh, it does it trot up really nice and brightly when I pick up that lead rope. Does it back up and lift up and back up nice? When I lift the rope, it's, it's feeling that coming up and bringing up awareness. Is it changing its thought every time, you know, le- you know, I put it left or right or forwards or backwards, all that sort of stuff you want to really look at. And if you've got a, like a really strong dullness there, then all you can do when you get to the grass is get bigger than the thought, um, which some people, that's all they're relying on all the time. Like when I was talking, like, like in other podcasts when I've talked about, um, when I've talked about getting a horse to let go of a strong thought, once the horse is soft, you don't have to do that so much. But obviously, you know, people want to get the horse to let go of a strong thought uh, just to get it out of trouble. So you have to help them with that. But in the long term, that education, they won't get in that that place as much. So, but because this is a definite sort of strong thought leading problem, it's not a day, well, sorry, it's not dangerous to you that he's eating grass, but a horse that says, I'm going to eat grass and I'm not going to let go of that idea is a horse that may say, I'm a kilometre from home and my mates and I want to go home, I'm going to bolt. So the strength of that thought is no different than it bolting home. So that's why I say a horse that won't pick its head up off the grass or, you know, do, do you know, stop doing a simple thing is a horse that can potentially bolt because if it can think through a simple thing and, and block out a simple thing, then it's going to block out a, a more traumatic thing, like a thought. That's what I mean. So you want to get on, uh, uh, you want to go back and do all those things that I sort of said and look at those things. Then if you are at the grass and you, you, you're thinking, well, I still want a, a quick fix, then you just got to do something bigger than, than that thought. Um, and that might be don't let him taste the grass, which means don't, have, don't, don't let the head go down and then pull it. Maybe when he starts to think about eating the grass, put a bump in that rope that makes that completely unavailable till he thinks that that's not available. You know, if a flag doesn't work or anything like that, you can carry a flag with you and then bang the flag really loud as soon as he's starting to think about eating that grass so he stops thinking about it. Don't let him get the grass uh, and then go, oh, that was a good taste. I'll take the I'll take the pressure on the head just to have that grass. It'd be like, you know, saying to an Australian, well, uh, you know, you've just dug 20 post holes with a shovel and it's been a 40-degree day 
and there's a cold beer sitting there at the end of the day, well, I'll drink the beer and take the punch in the nose and go, well, at least I've got the beer. Um, so, you know, you've got to think of it like that. Well, maybe make that unavailable. Make the grace, so where Susie thinks grass, do something. Don't let him take the grass and then make it, try and make it unavailable. Okay, um, next question is from Lindsay and she has a horse that she bought from a trail riding centre, a well-bred Appaloosa eight-year-old. He's very playful and likes to meet you in the paddock, plays and runs around with his paddock mates, but under saddle, he is extraordinarily slow and she he doesn't seem to respond to the leg or a tap of the whip. Um, she has found out that he was Western trained she was advised to use Western spurs. There was no response, so she took them off straight away. Uh, it's obviously been checked by the vet and chiropractor. There doesn't seem to be anything wrong. She's tried shoes, barefoot and scoot boots, but there hasn't been any change. She has, however, noticed that he is a little bit better when he has gone out to other places. So she got wondering if you do have any tips on why, you know, how she can help him pick up his pace a bit more under saddle. Yeah, um, common common thing, and I'm not not trying to throw throw a stone at people who do do the western, or especially in the western pleasure, but it is common um, that you know you, some horses, and it's not even just in in western or anything. It's 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 just some horses that are exposed to a lot of that slow kind of um, training in arenas that, and constant training in arenas that the that that, that can easily get a horse uh, person. Or it, the horses sometimes get micromanaged so much that they're not allowed to think, um, and then they get to a stage that they all they're taught is to move off pressure, so move off a leg, move off, move off a rein, move off a leg, move off a rein, over and over and over until they they lose search, lose desire. They're not going towards their thoughts; they're just moving off pressure. So ends they end up getting quite dull to a stage that people have to kind of ride, you know, with a spur on their ribs and bump them, and um, and then they get more resilient to that too and but basically at the end of the day the problem is is the horse has no desire left and 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 they stop searching because they're not allowed to search because every time they searched a bit they might have got bumped or something like that or told not to search and no you must move off pressure you're not allowed to go towards your thoughts you must move off pressure and that's that happens a lot as i say um i'm not criticizing western uh, as as Western right all Western riders do it, but it's common in some of that sort of arena, heavy arena stuff where we, that 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 horses, uh, you know, someone's taught not to think and just carried around with pressure until they get resilient, resistant to pressure. Um, so, and I think that's what gets them in that state. So we've got to get them searching again, and and there are ways that you can sort of, you know, some people have gone down the road of positive reinforcement. I mean, when I was a kid, I got on horse to, to experiment. I just got on a bareback out in the paddock with hay tied to a stick and that worked a treat till, till I accidentally got a little gut, like a big mouthful of hay and the hay disappeared. Um, but, um, that, that got them searching and give gave them something to go. But, but the, the, the idea with that, you know, was the horse was going towards his thoughts not just away from pressure um but so basically when your horse is out there's things to look at and there's a bit more anxiety and awareness with all the new things so the horse suddenly comes out and starts to move forward um and that's it having desire and going towards thoughts 
and it, you're going to find it hard to find that in arena. Um, so, oh, it's, it's a long answer, but the the basic sort of thing that I do with horses in the riding situation is a one range start. So uh, there was a, a clinic some time ago in Queensland where a shut down racehorse came to a clinic, and this horse had stopped running out of barriers. It had just started to shut down; you couldn't get it to move at all. So it would just freeze in a barrier and that was it, you know, so no matter of sort of whatever. And I don't think they were using coaxing anyway. Uh, that horse was shut down in a barrier. And, and, and so what we did at the clinic was uh, once she got to sitting on it, she and, and I think I might have told this story before, but, um, but for some of the new listeners that, that, that haven't heard it, it's very directly related to this question. So, so the horse was stuck at the gate. So um, we just held the rein. And you're probably best off doing this in a side pull or something like that, so you're not pulling on their mouth too much. Just held the rein and held the rein and keep moving the rein and, and put the horse out of balance until it was kind of like, oh, I feel a bit awkward. And then the horse would just gently shift its feet to find its balance. Um, and then after, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes of doing that, all of a sudden the horse would shift its balance and follow the rein. And then instead of getting so much out of balance, it would just start to follow the rein. But what 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 was starting to happen is the horse was starting to go, oh, I'm following the rein. And then because there's no pressure pushing the horse saying, go, push, 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 we were just it started going, oh, I'm going to let go of a frozen thought, which was just, I'm stuck here. So it had let go of the thought and you see its mind start to wriggle and move a little bit. And then all of a sudden it started to follow the rein and stay following and its ears were starting to loosen, its thoughts were starting to think. And then all of a sudden it started to break free from the gate and just walk and started to search around the arena. And after it started searching around the arena, it started to travel and its ears were going backwards and forwards. You can see it had nice forward thought. I just did a bit of an experiment and I said to a squeeze and the horse just squeezed straight out into a trot. And this is, I think, the first time we used the legs on it, we got a trot. So we hadn't used the legs at all. And it went straight to trot and it trotted around the whole arena without need for any leg and its ears were flicking forwards and backwards and going towards its thoughts. So that was a lucky sort of break free where the horse actually carried a forward thought. Not all of them are going to do that, but the morals in the story is the lady laughed and said, she could say, well, no, so she didn't laugh. She smiled. She's really, really happy. And I said, oh, does he get stuck at the gate a bit? And she said, I haven't moved this horse for two years. So under saddle, she, that horse hadn't moved for two years. She couldn't get it to move. And that was just the power of the rein and getting that horse to lead and let go. So if you chase them with legs and you sort of drag them around with reins in the wrong way, then what happens is they just shut down. But by teaching this horse that it can't stand there, that's not available, and then loosening off, the horse started to go, well, what is available? I might start to walk. But nobody was pushing the horse anywhere. They were just saying that's unavailable and holding the rein till the horse started to rebalance and then organically the horse started to just go well I've let go of that thought now and I'm going to go on a bit of an adventure so you just ride with it when they go on a bit of an adventure and, and don't be worried about how slow they go if they want to crawl doesn't matter but as they stop and freeze you just pick up a rein again until they unfreeze and search again and then all of a sudden you'll see the little ears and the brain starting to tick and they'll go tick 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 and then they'll start to search and go towards their thoughts and but if you get in too quick with your legs, you'll suck them back and you'll you'll take all that sort of forward thought back into, oh, there's that pressure crowding me from behind again. I'm just going to stop trying. And you've got to just sit on them and ride ride what they give you, ride what they give you. But um, so that's, you know, 
how I do it under saddle. And then also, I only use my legs for a little while when the horse is going in a direction that's beneficial for the horse. Could be like back to its mates a little bit. And you're not going to do this all the time until the horse only ever goes to destinations. But just to inspire them to go forward and feel good about going off the legs, you're trying to sort of start getting them to sort of go, and it's a good idea to go go with the legs. So once you've got a forward thought and the horse is travelling, then you might slow it down slower than the the, 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 the movement and the, or the speed that it was going and then say, go faster. And then because the horse was already going a little bit faster before you slowed it down, it's more likely to move forward off the legs to, to something that it's already been doing. And then sometimes they end up going past that speed that they were doing and that's where you get that leg impulsion trained back in them again. Um, so that's kind of trying to build up the desire and the search in them. But before the riding part of it, you've got to look at the quality of leading too. Like there's a lot of lifting exercises and rein exercises you can do to get those reins connected to the feet again. Because chances are, if it's had a lot of Western training, it's going to bend around your boot a lot and, and, and just bend and bend and bend. Um, and so that's why you'd have to do it in a halter or a lead uh, or a side pull when they bend you just got to hold them and hold them and keep lifting until they feel a little awkward and they try and move their feet until they put until their nose their, their, their head and their feet are back in balance instead of having a horse just stuck in the feet and completely bendy in the head okay it's a lot of information there for you Lindsay. i hope that helps mark we're going to leave it there thank you very much for your time again you're off to adelaide next in south australia you've got a demonstration uh, there on saturday night um so yeah good luck with that i hope it goes well you can learn more from Mark and his approach online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. Join hundreds of others around the world making real progress, fixing problems and improving their relationship with their horses. There are now over 500 training videos. Make use of the seven day free trial and take a look. Membership is just $15 a month and you get to ask Mark a question.